1: Bachelor Nation. You know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cash Pad. Now she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. From white sneakers to on-trend sandals and platforms, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to dsw.com to shop all of JoJo's picks. Hello, here for the right reasons, listeners. It's your host, Sarah Heron. And this week, I am joined by Heather McDonald. I have been a fan of Heather since her Chelsea Lately days. I never missed an episode of that show. Of course, I listened to her podcast, Juicy Scoop. I'm a Juicy Scooper. Heather, thank you for making time fresh off The Bachelorette, Housewives and the Hustler. This 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 whirlwind fame you're on, thank you for, thank you for being here.
2: Oh my God, to be on two shows in one day when I haven't been on anything in quite a while, I was like, wow, could it... Just let me just have some fun with this. But um, yeah, both were great. And uh, everyone's really loving the housewife and the hustler. And I'm glad. Um, Watch it all the way through because I think they did do like the more housewife glossy stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they really get into what Tom Girardi did to his clients who were victims before and now being re-victimized by Tom Girardi. So it's really it was really, really well done. I was happy with that. And then of course the bachelorette was, you know, just so much fun.
1: Yeah. I thought the actual juxtaposition of kind of the like over the top silliness of the Beverly Hills stuff. And then the seriousness of the Tom stuff. I thought it worked. So people who, yeah. who maybe don't get that need to watch it all the way through. Like you were saying exactly. Yeah. But the bachelorette take me back when you got this call, were you ready to go to New Mexico? Were you excited to meet Katie? How are you feeling about getting to, you know, host a group date?
2: Well, I got an email from a producer saying, like, you know, opportunity to be on The Bachelorette. And um, I was very excited. And uh, so I was talking to her about it. And at one point I didn't know that the dates would work because I actually had, like, rescheduled um, my Dallas dates. Like, I think it had already been two times, you know, because there would be that little window of opening mm-hmm. where you could perform at a half capacity to do stand up. And I was really afraid it wouldn't work out because I had to go to the location and be quarantined for like a full six days before I film. So um, luckily it did. And I was really excited. And I, um, yeah, so when I got there, I, I talked about this a little bit on Juicy Scoop today. I mean, the resort, no offense, it's not, it's not what we normally see on The Bachelorette. And apparently, I guess they, they, you know, didn't know how they chose it or whatever. But I think they did such a good job in these last two seasons with Taysha too, because they cannot travel. Like, you know, they normally would be on helicopters and jumping off a waterfall and Bali or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think they did a great job. And I think it's been really entertaining and really fun. Um I love that it's kind of a different group of guys. Like they're a little more quirky mm. and they're all cute, but like, it's not your typical jockey guy that they're all good looking. Um, yeah. So it was, it was fun. I was like looking out my window out of the fight, like my little people to see like the guy, if I could get a glimpse of any guy and I'd hear voices outside of my balcony. Cause I couldn't even like walk around the property yeah. until my five days were up. And, um, but then I'd be like, no, that guy just looks like a cameraman. So, I didn't really get to see the guys in person, obviously until I filmed that part and I came out, I did get to just see like headshots of them. Mm. Did you
1: have any preconceived notions going into Katie or, you know, the guys, if you're looking at the headshots, were you excited about Katie? Cause I was kind of on the fence when they picked her, but I'm, I'm liking her more than I thought I would.
2: Totally. Um, yes. And I, and I said that I go, you know, she's like more delightful, prettier, I think in person, um, mm-hmm. uh, but pretty on the show too. But yeah, you know, when you think about it, it it was it has been such a weird couple seasons. You know, Matt had never been on the, sh- the show before, you know, which was not until Alex Michelle or, you know, was it really like that. They really yeah. always started to choose, you know, the top people. And I think that is because they know the process and they always talk about the word the process. But like, it's a lot of like TV work for mm-hmm. the host who's also falling in love, liking people that may not like them back, all of that. But then they have to come out and go, hey, everyone, and kind of, you know, get the proper words out that they're giving you. So there is a lot that they give it. And if she wasn't an actress. She didn't have television experience. So I think she's doing great. And I think it was cool that they, you know, I think we got to learn a lot about her on this second episode. You know, I didn't know – I. I think maybe we mentioned a little that she had lost her father, but we would have known that, you know, in a normal setting because she would have been one of the people that had gone to hometowns, you Agreed. know. So Agreed. it was important. And we, I certainly didn't know that she had, you know, um, a financially strained upbringing, you know, and I thought that story was really sweet that she bonded with that guy over that. So I think that people are, are really going to like her, and I think that she's very relatable,
1: I totally agree with you in a way that I wasn't expecting about her. Um, I just wanted to go through the episode a little bit. Of course, it made me think of you. And I was like, it's perfect because they had a little bit of a run and jump in the beginning. And I was like, Heather loves to recreate the toddler jump. It was a a version, right? With Thomas and and Carl.
2: I mean, all the girls are always like very fit and everything, but she is tiny. Mm -hmm. So she is the perfect girl to do all the toddler jumps that she wants on literally she could do a toddler jump on Connor and it would probably work out but certainly she could do a toddler jump on like a Thomas who's like I don't know six six or something he's huge
1: yeah it was pretty seamless it was a little aggressive on his part they 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 seem pretty into her but it always like dry, it, it, the toddler jump I mean it was a week two an early one for sure yeah yeah um you were described as Katie's friend by Katie That was that <laughs> the guys, you know, they they seem to know. It always makes me laugh because they bring people on the show and they have to, you know, try to make it organic. It's like on Housewives, it's like, oh, this is my trip. It was like, Katie called you, like, oh, this is my friend, Heather. She, she's going to host this state. Did that make you laugh in the moment, too? Well, you know,
2: here's the thing. I've been watching the show forever, and yeah. I always thought I would make fun of it, too, when the person would be like, and then three-time Grammy winner, you know, <laughs> Whatever. some Somebody you know that this 24-year-old guy didn't know. Like, yeah. you know. And then I go, oh, my God, Richard Bolton is here. <laughs> You're like, okay, nobody that's 24 is excited about Richard Bolton. No offense to Richard Bolton. So I kind of <laughs> was like, all right, you know, what are they going to say about me? They're going to have to act like I'm, like, you know, more famous than I am. But they did, the producers did tell me, they said, Katie is a huge fan, and she's actually really excited that it's you. And she was. So, yeah. genuinely, she was really nice. So, no, we we were not friends before, but her genuine, like, she was genuinely fond that mm-hmm. it was me. And it was her second date. I mean, it was her first date, actually. They had just come off the rose ceremony. So... You know, she was a little nervous and stuff, so I think I helped calm her nerves. And we really—it was super fun. I mean, the guys were—the stuff was hilarious. Some, some of them were genuinely hilarious, and others you were just literally like laughing at them. And <laughs> you know, and Caitlin and Tasha—I loved like the girlfriendness of the three of them, kind of like laughing and and supporting her. So I, I thought it was great. The sex game
1: stuff, obviously the virgin was on the date, inevitable. We again week two, they're really just doing everything very early. I thought yes. there's some build up to that. But and as I was watching it and he was doing the question marks and stuff, I was like, oh boy, this could go a few ways. But I actually feel like that date ended up working out in his favor a hundred percent.
2: I have to tell you, you know, I I was a 27-year-old virgin. I don't think they knew that about me, you know. Um, but when I they told me there was a virgin on the show. But I didn't know which one. So then when I started to, they were lined up and I saw the question marks. I was like, my heart was kind of dying because as an old virgin myself, I did not like tell new friends it. And I'd be like at a party or, you know, doing a theater class and conversation about sex would happen. And I would, you know, play along as best I could because it was weird and embarrassing. I'm in Los Angeles. And so I, I felt for him. I was dying inside for him. And I was like, oh, it's just so uncomfortable. And then I said, you know, let me know if you want me to talk to him. Because the part you guys didn't see is I went and, like, helped everybody with their presentation. Okay. And I really loved that part because I actually did give some people some great tips that then were executed. And I was like, nobody knows that was my idea, but whatever. i will <laughs> um, give the guys the credit for this one, yes. I guess. So then I um, – but when I went out to where they were all doing stuff, they're like, he's having a really hard time. He's, like, crying to a producer. And my fear was that he would just get up and leave. Yeah. I was like, is he going to not, like, is he going to leave the show? Is this too much? Are we throwing him in the pack of, well, like, the most uncomfortable situation? Obviously, he was chosen for this date for that reason, you know.
1: Imagine and- you get blamed, and it's like the scandal. Heather McDonald's yeah. scary
2: virgin contestant on The Bachelorette with sex game. <laughs> so I didn't know what he was going to do and how he was going to react. I was so happy with what he said. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great. I didn't think it was like righteous or overly religious. I think she appreciated it. I think I was crying. I remember I was like had to wipe away a tear. I thought it was just lovely. And then when we, you know, when they just told me, okay, Heather, this is the winner, you know, Katie's like, no, this is the winner. Um, Otherwise, I mean, as far you know, it was going to be between Connor and him, I think, had the best presentation because of the song. But you know, and the winner just meant he was the winner, it didn't mean he was safe, it didn't mean like he got an automatic rose. But and also the way the guys Mm. like jumped up, gave him hugs, clapped, showed him so much respect. I just think for him and his experience, you know, these guys do make really good friends. We see how these bachelor and bachelorette people are lifelong friends. They go into business together. They, you know, are influencers together. They go on bachelor in paradise. So, you know, if you don't end up with a girl, hopefully you make some good guy friends. And I think by like ripping the bandaid and letting everybody know what your big secret is that he was able to like relax. And hopefully I don't know where this ends up. I don't know. I have no spoilers either. Cause I left. So this was it. I didn't know anything after they left that room, but I thought, you know, it's just, it's a relief. And he was in the van with me going to the next place oh. for then they were going to have their after party. And then I was going to go to my room. Well, I didn't go to my room. I drank with Tasha and Caitlin, but anyway, Ooh, that's fun. That that was really fun. <laughs> and Caitlin's fiance, but he wasn't her fiance at the time was there. Nice. Jason. And um, I actually have a really cute video of that. I'll post later today of Caitlin. I said, you got to do a toddler jump. And then like <laughs> it, but it was like, you'll see, it's pretty funny. So with him, but um, so he was just elated. I mean, joyful, elated. He's like, I can't believe I won this. I'm so happy. I'm thank you. Like, the producers were so nice and like, I'm so glad I did it and they encouraged me to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know that they are really necessarily going to be like the match, but, um, I thought it, it was worked out perfectly, in my opinion.
1: That is so nice to hear. You know, you hear horror stories. It's nice to hear, you know, sometimes things behind the scenes are actually going pretty well. And they're, you know, you mentioned the guys being there and like supporting him. One thing I do love about the one location seasons, which yes. they definitely are missing something, but is the guys that aren't on the date getting to be the audience. I think that that is the perfect little twist to get the drama going.
2: Oh yeah, because you could tell people were like, okay, so the guy, the motivational speaker, Oh my god. I, I, you know, so I, the, I don't have the names in front of him, but Carl. Carl. So like I go over him to him and he's nice to, everyone was really nice to me, you know. And I go, okay, what do you what's your idea? And he starts going through it and I go, Wow, that's a lot of things. You know, and I go, you know, I think you might want to like tighten it up. Like you want to leave them wanting more. And he's like, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm oh. Motivational my- speaker or something like that. And I was like, all right. I am not kidding you when I tell you. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like definitely like 18, 19 minutes or something. Because I remember afterwards, I said to the producers, I go, that must have been 15 minutes. They were like, uh, 18 and a half or whatever they said. It was so long, getting so uncomfortable. He was not, in my opinion, a great motivational speaker. I mean, he had to come up with it, you know, in like an hour and a half. But, you know, it was just. It just went. I, I, we all, we were like trapped, you know, and so then afterwards it was kind of funny to make the joke about it, which I said peaches, 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 because that was a safe word for the puppet guy, you know, kind of SM puppet show. And, um, you know, uh, so it, wh- I wasn't surprised. And when I watched, later, watched the episode, that he would just start that shit because she says, so then afterwards he goes, you know, uh, there's, I'm not sure that there are more people that aren't here for the right reasons. Right. And you're like, this girl is like stressed. You know, they make her film things, you know, in in an evening gown. It's like 30 degrees out. You know, I, I, it's just a lot. It's a lot for these bachelorettes and bachelors. And she said, she got rid of the one guy, which again, it's always like going to hurt their feelings. Every girl has insecurities about dating. All of us do, even when you're the bachelor at the bachelorette. And for him to say that, I was just like, you're such a shit stirrer and you have no, like, and the thing is like all of you guys are there to change your career or further your career or get, or get something, you know, fun out of it, providing you don't find a wife. Yeah. So I'm not saying these guys aren't looking to fall in love. I think, hey, if it happens, it happens. But the whole point is like, you know, hey, worst case scenario is like you get some followers, girls walk up to you at a bar, maybe you want better case, you go on Bachelor in Paradise. Best case you get married, or is the best case, you your second runner up and you become the bachelor. And I think probably the second runner up is the best case scenario. And the other one is you fall in love. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So you know, I, and to, I think they're pretty hypocritical to accuse anyone of not being there, like, just for Katie. You saw her for, you know, five episodes like we did. So to be like, I dropped everything, I left my child. Oh, like, we got a single dad later. Because I saw you on the show <laughs> with that purple dildo, I knew you were my wife. No, they were like, hey, it was a point in my life, I thought I'd do well on it, I think it would be fun, And here, I didn't think I'd make it, now I'm here, let's make the best of it, let's have some fun, and maybe I can, you know, get some TV work out of it after. I just think, like, but, you know, I I like that they're addressing it, because that is such a huge part of the franchise now that wasn't there 10 years ago, like this after career that you can have.
1: Yeah, with Carl specifically, I feel like he was deflecting, and he's the one who's not there, quote yes. for the right reasons. And then it just started to spiral. And when he kept saying to them at the end of the episode, like you know, he'll come, he'll come forward. It's like what? Who was he expecting to raise their hand and volunteer the information that he's? Like, it made no sense, and he clearly had no idea what he was doing. And he did the opposite of what you're supposed to do, which is no receipts
2: on reality TV. If you don't have receipts, yes. get well, out. The, but the other guy, Aaron, had no receipts. Okay, so we've got to talk about Cody. was super annoying. Okay, so there's Aaron and Cody. Yes. And then the other thing is that, like, my sister had pointed out on the first episode, oh, my God, there's a lot of guys from San Diego. Mm. And I think they put, like, a couple San Diego, but then they did, like, La Jolla, Pacific Beach, and you're you're in the East Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, that all is basically San Diego proper. So, like, okay. a lot of guys, and it's a great place to pick guys. They're, You know, they're, they're a nice crop that grow out there, you know, but, like, so... Um, obviously something happened and, you know, it probably involved like some type of girl dating situation. Maybe Aaron found out that he like dated his ex-girlfriend or a girl he knew said he was a player. I don't know. But, and then when he's like, and then there was some social media stuff. Well, what? I don't know if maybe we missed that. And for some reason... Uh, the bachelor decided the bachelor decided you know the tv show decided not to show us because maybe legal reasons or something i don't know but um well legal reasons last season we are accusing people of being hookers with no evidence yeah, and this right. season we're going to be you're your good point I, so i don't think that there was any evidence and then and i was like well then you know i guess he just had to leave and he had to be you know and then it was like oh the fact that he like left so calmly he must be guilty and I'm like, you know, just like a, a husband that's not crying when his wife is found murder. What? How are you supposed to act? You know, like right. the first time you're in a TV show, this girl's looking at you in the eye and is like, and you got to be polite. I mean, when we saw Claire's episode, Claire, um, when that one guy she got rid of that one guy um, in LaQuita, and he was like, "You're old," and he's like <laughs> screaming at her. Like, so I think the guy probably he thought, didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, and I don't want to ruin my reputation any more than it already has. I've already lost like two weeks of my life and I'm getting nothing out of it, getting the boot on the second episode. But um, I need like your listeners, I need people to figure out, and you know there's girls that listen to you and me that must live in San Diego and must know what this story is because I have to find it out. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I've heard so far. Okay, good.
1: Because Cody actually used to live in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is where I lived. Okay. And I've had a few girls message me that they, um, you know, had relations with him in the past, and they didn't have the nicest things to say about him as a dude. Um, but, you know, what just kind of like typical, like douchebag stuff, basically. Okay, yeah. Um. But then other people who know him from New Jersey are friends with him, so they have messaged me the other side trying to defend him, saying he's a great guy. He didn't even know Aaron. Like it's all fake. So I'm hearing very different, conflicting stories. But people in New Jersey are. Very split on Cody, and everyone is claiming. But I think... Aaron, and then someone else told me that they were fighting about Aaron and confronted him about the blow-up doll and said that that was, like, inappropriate or something. Like, I've heard oh, all these Cody divisions.
2: came with that blow-up doll.
1: Yeah, so I think Aaron, whether it was... I did
2: think that was weird. It was, especially because it was name. I don't like when they do that. Well, you know, I now this part I don't know, but I'm assuming they talk to all the guys and they kind of say, hey, are you willing you know, to do right. something a little different. Yeah. I am willing to do something different. Okay. You know, and then they kind of have their ideas. One's going to come in a truck with balls. One's going to bring a blow up doll. One's going to be in a box. Like who can we like, the poor guy who on? drew the, drew the straw with the short straw with the RV. Yeah. Like they who did a gross RV and then other guys are just, you know, maybe, maybe they say, Hey, like, no, I, I just want to present myself normal. Like I really don't want to do something goofy. So to my opinion would be, I don't think Cody was like, let me come with this cheap, ugly blow up doll. I, and I also thought that was gross. So I don't, you know, I, and and that's the other thing is like people, they want to be like accommodating, accommodating yeah. to like when like a nice producer goes, oh my God, this would be funny. Here's this blow up doll. I don't think they think about it. I don't think they also have the maturity to be, and he probably didn't, which isn't a great sign to go. Isn't a blow-up doll, like, probably at the worst thing that a woman could see, like, in your apartment? Right. Or, Same like, at, worse than that is, like, a $5,000 sex doll that's, like, really heavy and you have to bring around in, like, a rolling chair? Like, I mean, that's, like, the worst that you would rather have, like, someone that doesn't speak that you could actually, like, stick your member in. <laughs> like, I, I, I was... I forgot that that was him.
1: Yeah, that was him. So I've heard, again, there are people who I know that are close close to him who have said this was like set up and that he didn't even know this guy that, well, they ran in the same circle, but there was no reason for him to like have active beef with him. But then other people who know him in a more like exes, like ex hookups have been like, oh, he is like kind of a douche. I'm glad he got sent home. Like it was inevitable. So I don't know. I'm sure there's some truth to all of it. You know, there usually yeah.
2: is. Yeah, but
1: maybe they didn't go into detail because there aren't that many details. Like they, this was kind of like, oh, you're from the same area. Like let's let's play this up. So then, Aaron, because Aaron also during the episode, he was almost like his. He looked shocked when Cody was sent home. Like he was almost like, oh, what did I do? Like I don't know if he was actually like down to be the guy who got the other guy sent home. But that was just
2: like my interpretation. I mean, I I definitely don't think they. I think they put you in situations and they hope for a result. But I definitely Mm -hmm. don't think these two. They're like, hey, act like you hate each other or anything. Right. I think there actually was a beef. They absolutely knew each other. But, yes, their perspective of that beef might be different, you know. But I'm like, but he said there's social media stuff. Yeah. So And then someone looked up their his social media, Cody, and it was very much, like, already acting like a social oh, um, yeah. influencer but, like, without the followers. Like, you know when, like, someone has, like, 150 followers and they're yeah. like, love this hashtag, you know, Diet Coke. You're like... <laughs> Well, no one's paying you for are. That. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. He
1: also, before last night's episode was like, it's going to be a big one, guys. Like, any fans tag me, I'll repost. It's like, homie, anyone tagging you then is now just to try to get on like a bachelor person's thing. But I mean, I guess good for him for trying to make the most of his two weeks because that's all he's going to get. Bachelor Nation. You know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cash Pad. Now she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. Weddings, vacations, and plans with friends are officially a thing again, which means it's time to give your closet a refresh. And you know, start wearing things that aren't sweatpants. From white sneakers that look good with everything to on-trend sandals and platforms that pair perfectly with sundresses, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to dsw.com to shop all of JoJo's picks it reminds me of like when the Hannah Brown and Kaylin on Colton season, the pageant Queens fought. And we still never really got to the bottom of that. And I feel like there was so much that we, they didn't tell us about their pageant but, days,
2: but at least that context that like anyone could understand. Yeah. You're in pageants together. Sometimes you're friendly, but sometimes you're jealous. Sometimes, you know, you feel like someone screwed you over or, or whatever. Um, so that was like, okay, two people in a pageant. together. If they were, high school rival football players or on the same football team in high school or something like this. sounds like they like went to a couple of parties together in San Diego and like probably mutually did it. The same check that then said Cody was awful to Aaron. I don't know. Yeah. I still need to know.
1: I still need to know, too. I'll, I'll keep digging. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm getting conflicting reports, so I think it might, I almost might be too close to the situation because I know someone who knows him very well and is going to defend him. Um, but I wanted to ask you about two different guys, and Thomas was on that mm. date, and he ended up getting the group date rose. Thomas kind of freaks me out, and he reminds me of Josh Murray. I have no actual evidence to say that he's a bad person by any means, but it's just like the looks and the vibe. What was he like on that group date? Because I didn't really see it, but then they're making
2: out on the night portion. Um, well, he is extremely good looking. That I believe. And I mean, just like cocoa butter skin, good body, tall, but not like overly muscular like the boss. The box guy is a little too like mm. perfect muscular body for me. Okay. And so Thomas is like super good looking and hot, but still like approachable. Like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you you know such a perfect looking person that you'd be like there's no way he'd ever like me you know so um he is like very charming and intense like i care i just remember like going over to him and talking to him and um and he was really sweet after okay he That's was good. like you know thank you so much you were great like you know really nice to me um so yeah. And if I was a producer, I would totally pick him to be on the show. Like, Cause he's like hot and charming and good looking. And, uh, and so, yeah, when he like pulled her and put her on his lap, I was like, Ooh, we haven't seen that. And it was hot. Like it was hot because she's small and he's tall and they have that ability to like do that. And it's like, I mean, it is nice when you're with a guy that's like taller and bigger than you and you can feel that like i'm this little cutie patootie like i mean i just so um i don't know but you know yeah. like he does say they ask in the preview you know did you think I, did you ever think before you came here i might be the bachelor, bachelor and he goes yeah to me that is a good sign right you have to be he's honest being honest and yeah. and if i don't know what he says after but if i was him and would be like I, I, and you guys haven't like that is something that could happen. You could leave the first day or you could become the bachelor and, and then know, everything in between, you know, that's what it is.
1: The second you say no on the show too, someone on Instagram is going to find like a video of you watching the show 10 years ago, and like they're a lifelong fan. Their mom wants <laughs> jokes that they'd be a great lead. And it's like you, being right now, you have to just be honest because you're going to get screwed over some way with the internet.
2: That is such a good point. Yeah. I've said that over the years, i because I've been watching with my kids, mm. and like, I'd be like, which girl do you think is the prettiest one? Then I like knew my son's type. Um, <laughs> but it's like even when they're like 10, and I'm like, why do you only pick the blondes? But anyway, um, <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I do think there's guys that are like also not only are they like players in their real life but then there can be players on this show too like intently looking at the girl mm-hmm. saying like I have a connection already and you know I just love that about you I was hoping that I get to spend more time All with the you getting a little jealous like they know what to say to make the be like oh he is in the front of my mind more and this other person I don't really care about you know like I can't I'm not feeling it like so yeah I mean. Katie
1: Katie goes for it with the makeouts not just with Thomas but with a lot of them Connor B the cat now it was Sans cat costume this time and everyone on I don't know if you saw this but on Twitter was talking about his hand placement
2: on her head so I thought it was weird. It was weird. Isn't that right? weird? Yeah. He's like, it'll be great to kiss you without the paw. I'm like, maybe get the paw back because that was like weird.
1: He kind yeah. of, he, I don't, there's something about him. I don't know if it's the guitar. I'm not really a musician girl. It kind of just like makes me uncomfortable and it's corny. I thought his song was really smart. Like in this moment it worked, but it is like, the uh, maybe it's just on this show specifically too. And the musicians usually end up being like, the wrong reason, kind of guys. What was your vibe on Connor? Because Katie seems to really like him, but for, as a viewer, I don't know why. It's just, like, not really doing it for me. And I don't even hate cats. It was just, like, a
2: lot. Well, when they... I meet them the first time they line up, right, to do the test. Mm-hmm. And he is very small. Like, okay. proportionally small. He's not tall, and he's, like, kind of tiny all around. But he's proportioned cute, you know, but he's smaller. Um, and he looked like, I think they almost placed him, like, against two guys that were bigger, so I was a little like, okay, this just wouldn't be for me, but then, when I met him, and he started singing the song, and he's looking at me in the, eye with his eyes, and he's so clever, and self-deprecating, and funny, I was like, oh my god, like, she's got, she's got to fall in love with this one, you okay. know, and also, she's petite, so like, she does and I don't think she's someone that, you know, I think it's, like, whoever she really is drawn to, but it's interesting that, you know, she acts like she's all about personality and kindness, but she's going for, like, she's into, like, the most perfect specimen, which is Thomas, like, <laughs> generically the perfect specimen, right? She's human. Um, <laughs> yes, but, um, you know, he's a teacher or like an eighth yeah. grade teacher or something. And I think I bring that up like, but you didn't see it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be funny when your students see this. And, um, but he also obviously is a really talented musician. Well, most artists, including myself had to have a whole nother job. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, I went out on a dating show, um, and it was called studs. And it was like this one time, episode like five nights a week right but I'd go out on dates but there's no cameras following us I'd go on dates with um the two guys or three girls two guys and then they kind of have to guess what you said about them after the date and then based on who got the most things then they can also pick you and then you like go on a date whatever afterwards and um but I remember I was like oh say I'm a real estate agent like I don't want to be seen as an actress, or mm-hmm. I want to look like I actually like have a brain and blah blah blah, and so I think it's the same thing with this. Like they they don't want ten social influencers. I mean, they kind of do that with the girls where they will yeah. put like fashion, fashion blogger, blogger. <laughs> or stuff. You know, like well, basically you're like okay, you know, Um, but with uh you know with uh, and then other people they just write like unemployed or remember the professional swimmer you're like how are you a yeah. professional swimmer when you're like out of school? Like what yeah. do you just, you know a college Williams, swimmer. <laughs> yeah. So I think that um so yeah, would he would he rather, you know, be writing songs and have a music contract and, and be singing and go on the road after this with his own concert and have 10,000 girls cheering for him because they remembered this date that he did with Heather <laughs> McDonald. I mean, yes, <laughs> probably, but you know, I don't think that's a negative thing either. Like yeah. that's good. That's another talent. And he also is smart enough to have a teaching degree. So I think but that's he was charming was in person. Okay. Totally charming. charming and sweet in person. All of the, all of them besides Carl, Someone yeah, tell me that, Carl was I charming. Was gonna say, that's probably the only one I didn't like. I really Trey was like adorable. He did the puppets. He okay. like just has a really cute, like infectious, kind of gregarious way about him. Like he they're they're all like fit and cute, but like he has like such a little like oh, face that you just like want to like squeeze <laughs> it. Um let's see. Yeah, and like the box guy. Even though he's, like, so chiseled and, like, has arched bra- brows and everything, he was really nice. Like, you no, know, they were all, I mean, oh, and Christian, the Boston guy, okay. he's, like, adorable. I don't know how much time he's going to have, but right. the Boston accent is strong, which is pretty cute to me. That is cute. A little different and, to stand out. Um, yeah, yeah. And he was, like, really earnest, and he was very ner- nervous about his presentation, and, um, yeah, so those are the guys I dealt with, but the ones – what other ones that were on the show that did you want to talk about that wasn't, like, on my date?
1: Well, Greg got the first impression rose yes. and the one-on-one date, and we mentioned briefly, you know, we heard – they show up about her father. He opened up about his father. I mean, I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, this guy's got it in the bag. And she, she said to him, which I feel like the first time ever, a lead said, I see you being here for a long time if you want to. Like, she's giving him the power, too. Usually yeah. I feel like they're like, I'll keep you. Like, I, I admired that in her. And it felt like I was watching them on a real date. Like, it didn't necessarily feel like a Bachelor show.
2: No, I thought. And even, like, even when they're going um, to do the fishing, you know, there was some, like, carcass. And she's like, oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. Like, she is funny. Like, yeah, I, I think is. we're going to see, like, more, fu- I hope that she can stay fun because I know it's so stressful and intense for these girls. Um, but he, she, um, but yes, when they started to talk, I mean, I was, I cried during that part watching it at home. Like, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And then with the other guy, when they kind of shared about like their struggles and oh, stuff, yeah, and, Andrew as, asked. As, you know, Yeah, and growing up, I thought that was sweet. And I, I thought they, did they kiss after? I thought they had yeah. good chemistry.
1: Yeah, they had good chemistry too. The thing yeah. about Greg, I really like him, and I'm like pretty in on it. But the internet, it's like all those blind things you don't know if you can believe, and it drives me a little nuts that like everyone with TikTok can accuse someone of anything. It's pretty absurd. Yeah. But he's kind of getting that treatment right now, and I don't know if it's he's just wait the which, front one runner. which one is which Greg, the one on one guy. People are just, like, very, like, anonymous, like, DeMoy things are like, he, you know, isn't a good, there's no, like, facts. It's, like, he's not a good guy. He was talking to me before he left for the show. And then he went to acting school or something at one point in his life, so now everyone's saying he's an actor. I, I'm choosing to believe that what I watched was very genuine on the screen. And I think Katie's smart, so I'm choosing to believe in Greg and Katie. But the room, the internet is ruthless, as we know.
2: Yeah, it'll, yeah, exactly. I don't like all that stuff either, you know. Yeah, I'm it's impossible. The, I'm waiting for the TikTok that's like bitches from Target, you know. <laughs> yeah, at Target in Woodland Hills, I saw Heather McDonald <laughs> and she was running around and she couldn't find the hairspray and <laughs> you know like Jesus, like I come know. on already, like it's, it's one impossible. thing, yeah, it's a little much. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll and see. then the guy that left to that the signal, Dad. I, I'm not. I. I'm not into that. Like stop. He, there was something about him that was like a little too eager to talk.
1: I don't know. He he didn't get a date, and he almost wanted to make it like about him, like he was going to leave or something. But then he clearly backed down within two seconds of Katie being like, "I like you." I don't know. He rubbed me the wrong way. I don't really. I don't really see. You know it with what him. was
2: interesting about the first episode with that is that she said, "I think it was with him because he revealed he was the you know the single dad yeah. on the show," and she, you know she kind of was like. Yeah, um, like I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if somebody else wants to have kids. I thought that was kind of the first time we saw that because it seems like in the past, all the people on The Bachelor want to procreate, are all like, How many kids do you want? I see myself with three. You know, we all right from everyone wants to get married, like have a bachelor party in Nashville, get married, like. (laughs) The dream. Club have the like so go on do yeah exactly it was you know <laughs> dancing with the stars you know it was kind of interesting just to have her be like yeah like I'm not really sure about that which I think is a really a much more honest thing for someone her age to say and like I don't know like I don't know how I'd you know like that's something open to me and my spouse, but it's not like a hundred percent decided. And so yeah. I think that's going to be sort of an interesting conversation. And there might be certain people that are, you know, turned off by her, not really knowing if she's like ready to be, um, a mother who gives birth, you know, cause she was like, yeah, I'd be fine with stepchildren. I'd be fine. Never having kids. I was like, Oh, all right.
1: Yeah. She definitely you know? feels like a, it's a very stars. They're just like us through her. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I really do kind of get that feeling from her, and they're also doing a good job showing it. Whereas with yeah. Matt James, it's like, I knew nothing about the guy, but he was really hot. I feel like they got backlash for that. So well, they're Matt trying James,
2: to Matt That was, like, three... This is exactly what my sister said, to give her credit. When it ended, like, after the rose with Matt James, she goes, I feel like there were three different people. Yeah. She's like, there was the guy that was, like, so easygoing and sweet and good-looking and charming, and then there was... Him getting really weird towards the end after his mother was like, I don't think you, (laughs) this is love. Yeah. And then there was angry Matt with a beard, like, barely talking to Rachel after the rose. And now, of course, he and Rachel are together. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, wow, this kid's confused. Like, that's it. He's just confused.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think Katie much more knows what she wants. And yeah. they saw that in her clearly because, like I said, when they picked her, I was confused. But they clearly had a vision with her, and she has a vision, which works. Um, we talked about Cody and Aaron. The only thing I was a little confused about is why she didn't just send Aaron home, too. She thanked him for protecting her. I thought that was a generous comment to <laughs> give him.
2: But whatever. I, I, I think that she was not at all attracted to Cody. And Maybe the blow-up doll like, was like, ew. And she, I don't think she wasn't into him. So she's like, look, I can get rid of this person now or in two days. What's the Let's, difference? Let's just go. Like, just go. And the Aaron, I think she just was more attracted to Aaron. So she was like, I just believe it. And then yeah. maybe she didn't really think it through, like, well, this is, you know, two people with no evidence or, or like, maybe there was more, you know. There ha- she, there's
1: definitely more. Yeah. Um, the wrestling date, just overall real quick, my biggest takeaway was there's a lot of bad tattoos on those men. That was really all I got out of that whole situation because one of them had like a 10, 10, like I, it was like huge though. It was like, it looked like the time it's a 10, 10. I was like, I wonder what that means. There's a lot of colored ink. I don't, I'm not into that. Um, because the
2: rest, it's so stupid. Like I know they got to do it, but it is so stupid watching them wrestle. Um, I thought it was kind of hot Okay. and I thought they all had good bodies.
1: Yes. Some of them were tattooed badly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, wrestling is weird. Like, how many guys have really wrestled in their life and now know how to do that? And I'm surprised, like, they didn't get more hurt. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised, like, they were someone like break a shoulder or something, the way they're like throwing each other in the mud. But I think it was like very sexual for men and women to watch because I'm like, you know there used to be this thing like back in the day it would be like female mud wrestling and it was so like sexual. Mm. And so I was just kind of like, Oh my God. But you know, I liked the eye candy for me. It was, I thought it was good bodies, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I, it seems it's really bad when someone does not find a good tattoo artist because there are so many good ones that are like, <laughs> there's so many really good tattoo artists. Like don't go and get a tattoo on a group on. No, do not. Don't, don't have your friend do it that you just met because they promised like go to like a really good maybe if you're on a trip to LA and you want like we have really good tattoo plays, like <laughs> truly like artists that like it and it then it can look cool, but like yeah. Before I let
1: you go, predictions. I know you love to make predictions. One, Chris Harrison, prediction about his career, and if you think Caitlin and Tasha will have any sort of like permanent takeover as hosts.
2: I like, I, I definitely think it was a wise choice, um, after all the Chris Harrison stuff, to have a girl. Mm-hmm. And I think the two girls added to, like, that support and fun, and, you know, and I, I don't know that they, I think it was also like, I think it'll be better with two, and it'll feel different than what Chris did, because there's two of them. True. So, with Chris, you know, he got his, his money, and... I think he's just going to, like, enjoy his life for a little bit, and then I think some other type of hosting opportunity will come his way. I agree. Or not. Like, you know, I was thinking, like, that was, it was probably a hard life for him, as easy as it seemed, but, like, he was raising kids, and he had to go to all these locations twice a year, and so, yeah, I don't, do we know who the host is for Bachelor in Paradise yet? We've Paradise the
1: is, the, is the rotating, they should have called you, David Spade, Little uh, John, Lance Bass, and Titus Burgess are the names that are out there so far. It's a random, I wish you guys could see Heather's face. She's she's in shock.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I wish they'd call me too because I'd like to go to Cancun.
1: Yeah, it's a um, weird one. And maybe Sarah Highland, because Wells will be there, which makes sense. Um, but a rotating okay, That was candle.
2: the one I saw was that Wells and Sarah would do the whole thing.
1: No, it's but I was really like, creative. I don't
2: know that Sarah's really a host, and she's not part of that thing. Um, but yeah, and then in, you know, they Michelle may they may never have like a solid person do it over and over and over again. I think that might be a new fun thing to do. It's kind you of like know, a pair, like you pick the
1: lead, and then they pick their host. Maybe like it's like a yeah, journey. like what would, be,
2: what would be a good match? What would be you know like like if it is a single mom one day that's doing it? Yeah. Like okay, who's who's like a single mom that's now that went through the Bachelor frat- franchise that you know is at a level and actually is like a really good like you know inspiring woman to you know what I mean? It might be yeah. because before it was just you know he was good. But he just said the same thing to everybody. It wasn't personal. Hometowns are next week. You know, okay, you might really want to think how you're doing this. I never was like, he was like a nice fatherly figure in counseling, but it wasn't ever like, I was there. And when I, you know, and I didn't want to sleep with this girl because I'd already slept with the girl the night before. And I really thought she was the one. And, you know, and and, and I was like, how will she feel if afterwards? I'm sorry. Like I'm out. I'm not sleeping with her. And I want to tell her right now I'm out. And then someone, you know, like I think it could be fun like that. Either go comedic, use me, or <laughs> or, or or spice it up a little like that. But or but like actually have a host that can really relate and give like counseling measures to the to the bachelor bachelorette.
1: I agree. Um, I know you have the shared dream. I mean, I stole your dream to have the bachelor knock up the one he didn't pick in the fantasy suites. I know we still got to hold out hope for that one. Maybe one day. Um, Do do you have a prediction for Katie and how her her season's going to end? I'm still going with Greg. It's the predictable choice, but I just I really feel like we're not going to see him for a while. They're going to put him in the back because he's now gotten too much attention. And then he'll he'll stick stick and win it, stick it out and win. But that's my guess.
2: I think that she probably will end up with somebody, an engagement. That would be my prediction. It's usually how it goes. And, you know, it, it'll last for a while. I don't know. But, yeah, I think Greg, Greg will be a good one. But then, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I think probably Greg and Thomas and maybe that Andrew S guy. Like, I feel like they're oh, going to yeah. go far. Yeah.
1: I see that. Okay, Heather, yeah. well, I'm sure, I mean, you're, like, very big podcaster, obviously, but if anyone doesn't listen to Juicy Scoop, they should. You put out two episodes a week. You have a Patreon. Do you have anything else you want to share with us? Yes, yeah,
2: so I am a stand-up, if you didn't know, and I'm going back to my favorite cities, and it's all at heathermcdonald.net, and this weekend, I will be at the Miami Improv Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then, like I said, starting in August, I've got San Francisco... Chicago, Seattle, Boston, Philly, Atlanta, Nashville, um, all the favorite cities. So New York. So my fall is very busy, and I hope you guys come to see me. And I I do stand up, you know, obviously I have my stand-up action. I talk about what's going on in the world, but I also share like Hollywood Juicy Scoop that I only share in a live show. So there you go.
1: I mean, on the show, they labeled you a comedian known for sex. I don't know if I would necessarily say, I mean, I'm sure you talk about that too, but I well, feel like more know, known for juicy. I mean, I had,
2: a sh- I had a show called All About Sex on TLC, but I do think Juicy Scoop's pretty edgy. Yeah, and my stand yeah. pretty edgy, so it's all good. All right. This, Thank you know, you. This, this has been Katie's best friend, Heather. Thank you so much yes, for Bye, joining Katie, me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Thank you, Heather.
1: That was so fun. I love Heather, but I can't let you guys go just yet. I caught up with Caitlin and Taysha on ABC's Press Day last week. You'll hear me wrenching the promos, referring to the episode, because when we recorded this, the episode was not out just yet. But they had great stuff to say about Katie's journey, about Zach you know, Tasha, I had to ask a little bit about that social media speculation. You guys keep asking me about, um, Caitlin spoke a little bit about how far the show has come since she was the bachelorette and all the sex positive stuff. And I wanted you guys to hear my chat with Caitlin and Taysha. All right, guys, let's get to it. Talk to me about Katie's big buckle brawl and your first group date that you're hosting.
3: That's a mouthful Kate's big fucking role Yeah Try saying that twice You had to I did <laughs> <laughs> It is a fun group date Yeah The it- guys are down and dirty Yeah And we are definitely there for it Yeah And I think You always have to show the, you know, whether it's the women or the men, they always got to fight for the bachelor the bachelorette's love. And I think these guys really
1: enjoy doing that. Overall on group dates, what do you think is the most beneficial way for the bachelorette to get the most out of it? Should she be looking at how the guys interact? Should she be looking for the one-on-one time?
3: The interactions is huge. You see their personality come out and see how they interact with all the other guys. Like, yeah, are they see a Are, they, Are they playful? Are they competitive? Yeah. Do the other guys not talk to him? Like it's, it's a very revealing setting.
1: So true. For sure. Um, you know, this bachelor, this group date, T something about the greatest lover. We obviously have sex positive. Katie is our bachelorette. When I was watching the premiere, I was like, we've come so far in such a great way from Caitlin. I feel like you, you know, you're a pioneer in the sex positiveness. Is this, was it great to that. see that? It really
3: was. I mean, Talk about evolving on the show. Like it's, it, it's done it in so many ways and that being one of them. And I think it's important. I think, I, you know, virginity is always a topic of conversation. I think sex should be a topic of conversation. Both are okay. And it's nice to see that that, because I mean, if you're going to get engaged and sex is something that's important to you, why are we not talking about it? Absolutely. You know, we live in a world where we need to talk about things that are important to us and showcase that for others to see that's okay. And uh, I, I love it. I'm
1: here for it. Absolutely. Um, in the promo for this week, we already see Katie may be falling for Greg already. Did she not take your advice to keep her options open or what's going on there?
3: <laughs> oh no, she keeps her options Yes, she does. <laughs> you don't know have Greg's so sweet I think a lot of people Really liked him I saw on online Absolutely Yeah, like he really stood out He's so yeah. kind You can tell how genuine His heart yeah. is And so it's kind of hard Not to kind of Gravitate to a man Like that It's true
1: Did you approve of him Getting the first impression rose Over maybe the cat Who also clearly <laughs> Stood out to Katie
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. okay with Greg Getting the first impression rose Yeah He, he deserved it
1: um also episode two we're seeing some in questions and intentions being questioned already how did you guys help katie prepare for that hit it head on
3: if you don't feel like you know guys are i don't know putting their best foot forward and then behind the scenes things are being said hit head on and deal with it right at the beginning because you don't want to have you know four weeks in when all these other guys have gone home and you're still dealing with this issue do it as soon as you can and get the guys that are really there for the right reasons to be there. Yes.
1: How do you handle the, the combination though, of what you're hearing everyone saying and then drawing your own conclusions as the lead who might have a different relationship one-on-one with the contestant.
3: I think that's what we've seen through so many years is yeah. it's always a, he said, she said yeah. game of telephone. And I think that's, what's nice about Katie is that she did take that advice and she did address it. And it wasn't like, well, let me have a conversation with this person or this, like go straight to the source and let's right. figure this out. We got we got love to find. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, Katie told me, actually, she credits you guys for, for stopping her from maybe quitting a little early on her journey. What can you tease to me about how you helped her through that and her her low point as she described it on the journey?
3: We all have a low point. Yes. And it's nothing new. No. We've both been there. In fact, a lot of the bachelorettes have been there. I don't and think so, there'd be one who had said like they didn't, you know, at one point through everything say, I don't know if I can do this. Right. Anymore. I That's completely agree. Great. That's just part of when you're that emotionally invested, that means you're doing it right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's true. Teisha, I have to ask you if you can tell me anything about Blake Moyne showing up, your ex-boyfriend. Were you shocked by that?
3: <laughs> I was a little shocked, but in a good way. Um, you know, I had a conversation with him and he's a good man. So if if he felt like he wanted to show up and, and surprise someone, then I stand behind him. So
1: <laughs> we obviously don't know what his journey is going to entail. But Caitlin, you had a surprise visitor on your season. Obviously, was that you know wisdom you tried to help Katie figure out what she should do when that happens?
3: Yeah, again, it's that's why it's so nice to have women there to support you who have been through it. To down to like someone joining late in the season, I was like, been there. <laughs> Let me talk you through this because it's a really um, scary thing to bring someone new. Like if you don't have that connection, I would say don't do it. But if there's any sort of spark there, this is your journey. This is your time to explore every relationship that you can. So I was, I probably gave her the advice to go for it. Um, and I probably, I did. I was you there. definitely did. <laughs> I definitely did. Uh, because I was like, it, look, I would have really still thought about that person if I didn't give it a chance. Yes. And it was by me bringing him on. And yeah, I made a lot of the guys mad, but that's how you navigate it. That's how you That's what you're supposed to do. And, and I'm really glad I did it because that's how I figured it out.
1: Very true. You guys are also experts in knowing how passionate Bachelor Nation is, um, especially post-show and following your journey, social media speculation. How would you prepare Katie for that? And how do you handle people? You know, Tayshia, I feel like, Everyone's like, when was the last time she posted with Zach? And like all this crazy. Oh
3: <laughs> you know, it's uh, so funny. Because that. people do have like lives outside of social media. And it's yes. so amazing to have the love and support of Bachelor Nation. Because to be honest with you, we go through it kind of together when yeah. we're all watching the show. However, you have to realize that it's a real relationship behind the scenes. And I think I even suggested to Katie, like, if you have to separate yourself a little bit, do so. Because you want to do what's best for you in the relationship. Yeah. And if it that means like push, pulling back a little bit from social media, then do it. Yeah. That's your relationship. So Absolutely. you just have to put a little bit of boundaries. Nothing bad. Just little boundaries.
1: Very fair. And my last question, obviously, we know Chris Harrison has hung up his roses. Would you guys be down to do this again? Or do you think that you would want to you know, host another season?
3: I mean, we had so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. And if the opportunity presented itself. we We would would be hand and hand
1: skipping it. let's go amazing all right thank you guys I think I gotta go but I can't wait to watch the rest of the season thank Thank you. you thank you for tuning in to another episode of here for the right reasons us weekly's bachelor podcast don't forget to like subscribe share tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more bachelor breakdowns